Hi, welcome everybody to this podcast episode. My name is Alexander Reitan and I'm uh, representing Explorer Technologies. Um, this podcast will uh, be about our Net Zero project and I'm really excited to share this with all of you and also share our guests today. Um, Explora has this vision of teaching kids uh, the value of being physically active and give them also a, an introduction to the technology world and also learn how technology can support them in, in understanding that physical activity is really, really important for our planet, both in terms of um, sustainability, but also in terms of public health. Um, this platform that uh, Explorer has created uh, that incentivizes kids to be more physically active, we have long been planning to take this activity platform and to use it for something more. And some months ago, uh, almost a year, we were connected to um, uh, the Sustainability Center here in Trondheim, Norway, and we learned about the work of uh, United Cities. And through that connection, we are now connected to a very interesting uh, project called a Net Zero in 12 months. And the goal is to actually create, uh, to turn a whole city or a whole uh, municipality in Lebanon to turn from having a real big uh, energy deficit to an uh, energy surplus and make the region to, to thrive and, and to, to grow again. With me here today, I have some very special guests. I have um, uh, representatives from our sponsor, our partner, Collectia. Uh, I will give them uh, time to introduce themselves. And we also have um, Christian from the uh, United Cities, uh, one of the founders uh, who, who will explain what is United Cities and more details about the project that we are involved in. So let's go, let's go guys. Um, Sebastian from Collectia, could you just start off by sharing who is Collectia and why are you interested in this project? Yeah, I'm Sebastian from Collectia. Uh, I'm the group marketing manager at Collectia, why I support all our marketing activities in the north. We are an, actually an IT company who specializes in uh, debt collection and uh, credit information solutions. Um, at Collectia, we are currently undergoing a green development or green, we are on a green journey trying to be more sustainable and having a green mindset. It starts at our local offices where we are trying to minimize our CO2 footprint. Um, as a collection company, we have uh, two main goals. One is to, of course, um, collect debts and help uh, companies in Denmark and the markets that we operate to get, their, to get payments for their services and their goods. And secondly, and most importantly, is to help people get out of the debts in a good and respectful way. And that is also uh, aligned with our view on sustainability and trying to help the world around us. You know, when we, when we first uh, started to talk, uh, we were in Explorer, we were so happy that Collectia saw the bigger picture with us. This, the story that we want to, you know, want to tell the world, uh, explain about this project because we are making real, I think we're making history here. And we will come back to the details about this project. But before we go into the project itself and look into the details, Christian, you are a co-founder in United Cities. Tell us what is United Cities and 
how you know how how are we involved with you guys? Why, why did you want us to be involved with you guys? I mean, obviously, the answer is because you are a great company and a great uh, set of people. But more seriously, um, you're appropriately seated now next to what I would say is the most important SDG or the Sustainable Development Goal collaboration for the goals. Uh, and United Cities is technically a organization, not for profit international, headquartered in Vienna with uh, operations all over the world. So we are, we are working across right now more than 20 countries, close to 400 cities internationally. And we're working closely with the United Nations with a specific emphasis on cities and local communities. So the UN has identified that for the world to realize the goals, and, and remember close to 200 countries, including Denmark, including Norway, have endorsed these global goals under the 2030 agenda. To realize it, these goals, we need to speed up. So we brought appropriately here a set of goals, and I think this conversation will show what public, private, and business partnerships can do, not just to solve a problem that we all agree on across these close to 200 countries, but how they are also triggering very, very interesting business opportunities. So it's no longer a question of realizing the goals just because it's a nice, nice thing to do for humanity, for the planet, for, for prosperity in general. It will be literally the platform on which we develop future prosperity. Uh, and that's why we wanted to create United Cities. That's why we want to work with companies like Explora, like Collectia, uh, because we need to start connecting these dots. We are not moving fast enough, and we are now literally beginning to demonstrate, with you, your help, with the support of the UN, with innovation in, in terms of how we connect, for instance, te technology to urban development, we are beginning to accelerate the work towards the sustainable development goals. So that's why we exist, that's what we're trying to achieve, and that's what we're going to demonstrate, for instance, in Lebanon, together with you guys. I have to say that I'm 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 really really amazed. We we've been talking now for almost a year, and we have been following you, becoming partners, and and the way you United Cities has also kind of embraced us as partners, and we were able to bring in Collecta and have you in into the team to make this possible because it's it's no doubt we need to join forces if we're going to make a difference. And when we are a whole group of different, you know, both technology, but also knowledge and, and mindset and, and leadership, we can make, we can, we can basically change the world. Uh, and that I, th I feel that we are a part of something just barely in the beginning. We're, we're just, you know, this is a pilot. We're, we're talking about our, our, our ESG pilot now with, with the United Cities, but it's, I already see that the, Bigger picture, we're going to create a fantastic movement, I would say. And when we join forces with even more, um, you know, resourceful people, we can make that enormously important change. But Emil, you are also from Collectia, and you, you are um, you're maybe representing also more the technical side of Collectia uh, and 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 the IT side. Uh, you you just been informed or you've just been involved in this and and we talked um, we have talked for for a while now what is your take on this project why, why do you think it's important to be a part of this for collector 
uh, yeah, and thanks of all. Uh, thanks first of all. Um, I think, as Sebastian also mentioned, um, Collectia want to do more. Uh, we have some prime goals that we want to achieve. That's related to our business, uh, but we also feel a responsibility to do something for for others, for for the environment and. Uh, and through Explorer and in the end United Cities, we felt like this was a chance to do more. Um, uh, and uh, through Explorer and through the technology of Explorer, um, we can involve a lot of people. And, and by using our channels, by you using your channels, by basically spreading the message through technology, uh, we feel like this could be a real opportunity to... Uh, to help uh, this project and uh, and basically the UN goals in the end. Fantastic. I think I'll take your word on it and and uh, and do a little bit directly uh, inform a little bit directly about the project. Do I you know paint a picture so you guys that are following this episode can can have a, a clearer sense of what we are actually are doing. Now in this pilot, we are addressing a severe situation in Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon is going through some really big struggles. Um, and uh, one of the most important struggles is, is a big deficit of, of energy, power. Um, and as we all know, if you do not have energy, you basically do not have any substance or any platform to build anything from. And in Lebanon, they, they also have a, a economic meltdown. So the purchasing power is basically gone. So if you combine no electricity, of course, you know, touching upon lives on for, for everyone, you know, if you don't have energy, you have to plan to take a shower to make food. But it also, uh, of course, affected everything up until building a business or creating prosperity. So having a lack of energy is basically coloring the whole life for the whole people. And combining that with a meltdown in the economy so that the purchasing power is just gone, um, that of course makes a huge um, social problem for the whole for the whole um, uh, country, for the people, and all, but also for the region connected to this country. And that ba basically makes this a an international responsibility. Um, and that's why we really want to do this. So, so just to give you a clear uh, picture of what we are doing, we want to make we want to fix the energy problem. And we're not only fixing the energy problem, but we need to do it in a sustainable way. So the project with United Cities is that we are building solar panel parks so we can supply the people of Lebanon or these pilot cities with enough sustainable green energy, <coughs> affordable energy. Uh, but on top of that, uh, or with that, we are uh, so, um, solving the energy crisis, crisis or the energy problems, but we're also creating a fundament to build businesses for people to grow and prosper, teaching, teachings to go on, to, to be able to actually uh, lift uh, or grow the whole community. Um, so we are doing that. But the special uh, or the reason why we, as a uh, technical platform from Explorer, why we are here, our job is not to build the solar panel system because that's not our skills. But what we want to do is to involve people because if you're going to make a real change, we do have strong beliefs or, or strong opinions of involving people. 
Um, and Kristen, why, why is the, you know, involving people? Because oh, I'll, I'll just jump to that as well. We are planning to use our social activity platform in Explorer to invite people from all over the world to be part of an activity platform, basically to donate their steps, their physical steps. Everyone can do that. And the only thing you need is basically your phone because every phone, smartphone today has a step counter. We have a platform that collects all these steps and these steps together with other partners through um, the United Cities, we will actually fund the building of the solar panel systems. So people from all over the world, by being a part of it, act active, they can also, um, they can also, um, they, they take an active um, partnership in it and their steps is turned into funds that are creating the, the solar panel system. So by having the new energy source, we're not only solving the local problem in Lebanon, but we're also educating a huge population in the world. And that is why, you know, I think it's so important that we are together about this. Because when Collectia can, can uh, bring in all their employees, their employees can share this with all their friends and family on social media, we can create a movement. And that is what I really see as the big value in this. It's not only solving the crisis for the Lebanese people, but it's about creating a movement in terms of knowledge, activity, involvement, engagement. So if we can change habits in terms of sustainable habits for millions of people that can work for this pilot project, we can really make a much bigger difference than just the, the end result. So it's a, it's a, like, like we talked about yesterday, this is like a win-win-win situation. It's, it's win in terms of fiscal activity, in terms of knowledge about sustainability, in terms of actually doing a, a change in Lebanon. And we're also actually making this um, blueprint for the UN to show them that it's actually possible when we work together to create a blueprint to move a city from having this huge energy deficit to an energy surplus in 12 months. And that is a world record, right? So it's, I think it's so fantastic that we are a part of this together. So how, how if I'm going to ask you, Sebastian, it, when you talk to all your employees and engaging, what values, what, what's, what's, what positive sides do you see for, you know, internally in, in, inside the company when, the, when everyone involved, every, every um, employee in the company, when they get involved or in, invited to, you know, to be part of this physical activity, what other values can you see for the company? Can, can you see any, anything else? First of all, we are very excited to be a part of the project and we, will look, we are looking forward to validating the, the effects of the, of the projects. Um, talking about our employees, we are operating in uh, several countries in the north and we want to include everyone in, uh, in the project by making them download the app and trying to uh, hold events where we go out and run everybody and make it like a team effort to uh, reach the, the step goals that we, that we will set up. But uh, one thing is, of course, we want to get healthier. That is a very important part of our culture and our spirit, that we want a healthy workforce, but also that we take pride in what we do. And if you take pride in what you do, I think it's, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to, uh, uh, to uh, wake up in the morning and go to work because you know you're supporting a, a very good cause. Mm. Fantastic. Christian, 
you, you co-founded co United Cities. And without you guys, you're creating the kind of the center of attention. So we, we as other partners or other um, people with other kind of resources, we can come to you, we can, we can join you, and together we can create this huge difference. Why, what made you start United Cities? What, what, was, the, what was the starting point? I think it, it kind of flows from a realization that we actually embraced all the way back in the 1990s, where we, where we basically know that to make anything global, you need to start local. And we're kind of blessed living where we do, right? As we were discussing yesterday, I mean, we have a very privileged situation. Uh, in my own hometown here in Trondheim, we are actually demonstrating with some of the most cutting-edge technology how we can make communities and cities energy positive. Again, without bringing these types of ambitions and solutions and ideas to a global market, we will not serve the interests of the Sustainable Development Goals, the 2030 Agenda, climate change and everything else that we're talking about. It, it's literally a kind of a, a practical interest in, 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 in how you can begin to, to, to basically explore how to translate and share uh, some of the results, some of the solutions, some of the resources. So, so, so from this very kind of practical realization that once something works one place, how can you take the best of those solutions and bring them out? Having said that, though, we, we know that the sustainable development goals, they are not an a la carte menu, right? Uh, in fact, they are very, very interconnected. And I think sometimes it's hard to wrap your, your, your mind around this. So, like at the same time now, we're talking about energy, we're talking about business, we're talking about education, we're talking about public health, walking. Like, why are we talking about all this stuff at the same time? And, and I think what's really important in our day and age, once we have these global goals, like a shared operating system, and these great local examples, it's very much a question of how do you practically connect the dots? And I think if you take the, the case of Lebanon specifically, it's basically beginning in, through a territorial approach, or literally on the ground, to show how these different elements are now mutually constitutive. We know, for instance, that you cannot develop an urban area only through technology. You need to invest in people, right? But you cannot invest only in people without having access to funding. Uh, for this to come together in a nice way, you need to invest in good governance. So basically access to data. So you can base the conversation on local and global goals on something that is a, a set of shared facts. So for me, it's really about this coming together in a situation where a lot of things are interconnected, where we all represent just all, both parts of the problem, but also parts of the solution, and no one really on their own defines or can resolve uh, this global set of goals. And I think technically, practically, it's about making this operational, real, tangible, concrete on the ground. It needs to be contextualized, but it needs to still have this sense of interconnectedness. So we need to do what we're doing right now, have a conversation on 
public health at the same time as we have a conversation about education, at the same time as we talk about technology innovation, new energy systems, new business models, new ways of organizing governance at the local, regional, global level. And this is what we care about. It, it inspires me. That's why I spend an awful lot of time on this. Um, and I think we're literally proving now what this means. And I think we cannot prove it in theory, just in, as concepts. We need to go somewhere real. And everyone understands, if you live somewhere where you have electricity only two hours per day, like just imagine, right? You go to the shop and you buy some milk. No, in Norway, we drink more milk, by the way, than, than they do in Lebanon. What do you do with the milk when you cannot cool your fridge, right? It doesn't really work. So it's super practical. And, and for me, it's doubly inspiring that we're talking about some of the longest living human settlements in the world. Like These are societies that have been thriving for close to 7,000 years. So it's ultimately about setting them up through these types of programs to fend for themselves and create a prosperous future for their kids for the next 1,000 years. I mean, that gets me out of bed in the morning. Fantastic. And I, I, I'd like to add also that one of the reasons why we in Explora were really intrigued when we started to talk was that we understood that United Cities was not just a um, uh, charity organization in a way. But the, the, I would say the, the, the three parts of the United Cities, that was really because when you're talking, it's for the people that are not really used to working with sustainability, it's, it's quite high level. So it's, it's kind of hard to understand everything. But what I, if I should, in my words, should, you know, make it easier, I would say that United Cities has three things that I was really impressed by. First of all, you are connected to uh, leaders, both political leaders, but also in business and also in, in academia, academia uh, to, to, to pull all these resources and all these networks together with people. That, that is a really, really important value for being able to build projects like this. So you're really connected. So that's one really big um, asset, I would say, for, for United Cities. That's, that's the way I ex experience it. The second one is that you have technology, like real uh, IT technology. That where you can, you can really mold data, you can collect data and you can actually model data that gives leaders around the world a real good tool for both decision making. And those decisions are usually made based on a set of criteria or a set of um, um, re uh, they basically gives the leaders reasons to choose what to prioritize. So it's a prioritization tool, and it's also a decision tool. So you have that, and that is quite spe 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 special because you, you, you basically um, equip leaders with a fantastic tool to, to make you know, the important decisions. So that's the second one. And the third one, you're also connected to fund, international funding, uh, sustainability funds that are, are actually supporting uh, well-documented projects for sustainability. Uh, and the connection uh, and the, and the, and the combination of those three connectivity connections resources data analysts and also having funds that makes it really interesting for me for us as as a commercial partner uh, putting putting our resources our technology um, into the system and uh, offering that to the system and support your project 
because I, th I really see that we can make a difference together. And, and um, if, if, if this makes sense for anyone out there listening to us talking now, if they see the value that, hmm, these guys, they have something going. This is something that's actually going to make a difference in the world. Uh, I definitely urge everyone to, to contact us to see what we can do together because the only way to make huge uh, progress is that we are combining mm. our, our, our forces, yeah. basically, our, our resources. Of course, you're, you're completely right. And I, I mean, just to, to amplify, I think, what I, what I hear you saying, and thank you, by the way, for, for a great introduction to what I'm doing. Uh, I always appreciate your summaries because they're more or less better than mine. Uh, we saw a few things when we started this work because it, it, I mean it's very easy to just reduce this to like a one-dimensional thing, right? But there were a few things that were missing. So all the while, people are talking about climate change. That's like first of all, it's one goal out of seventeen, right? It's super important, and it's actually more important in the short term than a few of the other goals. But you still have this interconnectivity, and. Part of the reason why we are not making the types of progress we need is we kind of forgot people, right? Because in the end, climate and everything else is kind of a sum total of our collective behaviors as consumers, as, uh, as citizens, basically. The other thing we kind of missed out on was how do you explain why this is worthwhile? Not just a kind, of, kind of as a pink elephant in the sky or a dream that someday might come true if you feel good inside. It also makes financial sense. So connecting solutions that we know work because we have them. I mean, we have the technology. It's out there. It's proven. We have lots of examples. You might not know about all of them, but they're there. Informing, like you're saying, people, what does that, how does this literally translate into opportunities in your everyday life, right? It's not about just solving general problems. It's like funding for your own future at a very, very practical level. And once you bring these together, supported by a global operating system, such as the Sustainable Development Goal, this creates probably one of the most important business opportunities of our lifetime. And it's the coming together of these things uh, that makes this so powerful. And it's, I mean, whether you do this because you care about climate change, or you care about making money. Honestly, I'm not that fast, you know. Uh, I love people who try to make money. It's what drives the world. The point of the Sustainable Development Goals 2030 agenda is you need to have all these three connected. It's about people, it's about prosperity, and it's about planet. That's ultimately what the goals are. And this new accounting system needs a language, the Sustainable Development Goals, and it needs very practical ways of connecting the dots. And that's what I want to demonstrate and what we are demonstrating with you guys now, at scale, in a country where it's abundantly clear for everyone that the light is not on, right? Mm. The power People is are literally sitting in the dark. So imagine these societies switching the light back on, educating them on the opportunities that this creates to spin off business opportunities to exploit resources in a sustainable way, because it's basically about creating a platform for future prosperity. I, I just have to uh, tell this short story about when we, I was 
uh, lucky enough to be to be invited with you guys to Lebanon uh, a month back almost. And this was my first time to Lebanon. I've never been to the Middle East, to be honest. Um, and we flew down there and we flew in in the middle of the night, landing in Beirut city. The airport is basically dead in the city center. Uh, going out of the aircraft, coming out to the parking lot where the car was waiting for us. And we were, you know, driving to the hotel in the middle of the night. Yes, it's uh, dark in the middle of the night on this, in this time of year. But just the experience of getting into a car, going into a highway, three-line highway in, in each direction, in pitch blackness, and all the buildings around are just pitch black, no lights. It's like one or two, you know, commercial signs that are, are fueled by, uh, you know, richer companies or, or, or hotels that can afford to have dirty power generators just creating the energy to, to put on the lights. Just to have the feeling of coming there and driving for, uh, you know, 60 miles per hour, and in, in pitch blackness, the, the only, the only light was the, you know, the, the front light from the car. That was a really strange, you know, first experience of, of Lebanon and, and the energy crisis. As you say, people are literally sitting in the dark and it's, it's so tangible when you are there. So, so of course it's, it gives us a huge amount of, uh, of, um, inspiration to do, to do something about it. But I'd like to, to pitch and uh, continue on what you were saying. Uh, regarding us as commercial partners in this. Why do we do this? Of course, we need a basic understanding and an interest of supporting the, the main goal. We're gonna, in, the, in this pilot, we are going to do something about the energy crisis in, in the selected municipalities or, or cities in, in Lebanon for, for now. Of course, that's the main goal. And that's the reason why we do this. But also, like you said, it's no contradiction between doing something good and being uh, uh, building a good company at the same time. Because we, of course, we are. I think it's. It, I think it's fair to say that, of course, when we want to share with the world what we're doing and showing that it's not just like a, a shell. It's not like a just pretend. We are actually there doing, making a difference. And thanks to us, we can do this now with. Uh, we can tell the world now through United Cities. Without you know the support, it's not possible. So, by by teaching our or, or involving our employees, right, and to have them to be proud of what we are doing, creating business culture based on sustainability goals, based on actually caring, that is also really good for business. And we should not try to talk about. This as some, oh, we don't have to talk. Of course we can talk about it. It's good for business. People, suppliers, investors are all attracted to companies that really care. And that we see, we see if you read the news and, 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 and if you talk to people in the, in the finance world, they all confirm that investors, uh, customers, suppliers, partners, of course, the big ones, they are always saying, if you are, if you don't do not have a clear goal on on sustainability, if you don't have a clear goal for the environment, both in terms of social sustainability, but also in terms of envi environmental sustainability, they don't they don't want don't want to do business with you. So that is why it's 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 of course we we can make a fantastic good in what we're doing, but of course we also make a fantastic business from it. And that's, that's, it's not one or the other. It's, it's, 
it's actually putting one and one together and we become, you know, yeah. create synergies. Can, can, we, can we build a, can, can we support the world or make an even better difference if we build a better business? Of course, we get more resourceful. But it gets even better, you know. So we, we can kind of have a hope initially that this, it makes sense in all these dimensions mm. that we're talking. What we know today is when we have a financial, financial crisis, the companies that are oriented towards sustainable business models, they actually financially perform better. Mm. So that's kind of the one side of the company. We have the numbers for this globally, right? Mm. The other thing we're seeing is if you want to attract talent, then most of us need talent. I mean, you refer to yourself as an IT company. You're definitely an IT company. We're using lots of technology. We're basically, in we need talent All in our organizations. You will not attract that talent today, or at least not down the road, unless you can provide some kind of purpose and mm. meaning beyond simply doing like the old transactions, you know? I know because when we recruit people, I mean, we get former ministers or head of UN and PhD, like they sign up for free, right? I'm not advocating free labor, by the way. That's mm. not sustainable. Uh, the point being, this is financially sound. From an HR perspective, it's hyper important. And all the companies that try this see the same thing. Mm. That's when you get the great people on board. Do you have any? I completely agree, and I see it as a it's a spiral of win 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 win, mm. because as you said, you're attracting uh, competencies, uh, competent uh, a competent workforce, mm. um, suppliers, buyers of the company eventually. So it's it is win win win. Mm. So it, it, it's quite fascinating, and it's really inspiring. I'm, I'm super happy that we are part of this. And talking to, let, let's say, um, Emil, if we, when, we, when we are working this pilot, yes, we have some, we have some goals that we're going to reach through this year and we're going to prove. So the UN actually has a kind of a blueprint that what we did so they can have some documentation of what we're doing and creating, right? But why, if, why should um, other companies that are listening in here and seeing this in your, in your view, why, why do you think they should, they should basically contact us and say, hey, we want to support this, uh, this uh, movement. How can we be a part of it? Why, why, should, why should people do Why should leaders do that? I think that everything we're talking about now is, is connected uh, by us in Collectia uh, being a, a partner here. Uh, we get kind of a message to share. We, we get to enlighten our employees about how uh, you can think about activity through the, the steps of uh, Explorer. You can think about sustainability, uh, how you can contr contribute. Uh, and we also want that, uh, because someone has to, to be sponsors of these things, uh, and by being one of the first, uh, at least through Explorer, we want to, to show others that someone has to be first. And now it's us, and, and we want this project to succeed so that others can follow. Uh, to be honest, I, I think it's uh, uh, kind of an obligation for, for companies that has a certain size and has, has a certain impact on the society uh, to do something. Uh, and we want to show that, that, that we care. And, and hopefully and, and um, most likely, I, I think this will be a great project. And I, I think that um, 
for everyone that's, that's involved uh, and uh, all of our partners, all of our, uh, all the people that we, that we interconnect with daily uh, could see that, uh, that this is a great project to be a part of and, and in some way maybe, maybe join. Mm -hmm. do, do you think it's a lot of leaders out there that kind of see that we need to do something about sustainability, we need to support some case, we need to make a difference? but they have a busy life, they have a busy day schedule, and they struggle to see how, what, what and where and how to, to get involved. And, and this could be um, a movement that they could actually, by really low uh, hurdles, actually be a part of something that will make a big difference. Yeah, hopefully. And, and this is a kind of a different thing, but you can see in the, the stock market, all the, the, the cash that's going in through uh, ESG and, and, and sustainability projects, not all of those projects and companies are, are great businesses. Uh, but this is something that's a little more uh, touchable. And, and hopefully this could be something that, that others can, can follow. And what we've seen also in terms of our partner strategy is that there is, there is this general tendency that has been ongoing, right? At one point, ESG was something that you handle in a PR department, right? It's sugar coating or greenwashing or, I mean, literally this is moving closer and closer to the core of your business. I mean, we're not working with, with Explora because, I mean, you're a great uh, com communicator, Alexander, but that's not the point, right? Uh, what we're seeing in the technologies that you provide is basically a very concrete instrument to support something that's core to what we're doing jointly, which is... It's not really about the physical movement. It's not really about the tokenization, but it's literally an investment in social capital, in trust. And again, sitting here in Norway or in Denmark, we know that we have a lot of trust in government, for instance. Not so in big parts of the world where they're challenged with many of seemingly the same things. So what we're also doing as part of deploying your core technology is demonstrating for some of these kids we're talking about the first time in their life where they can actually put money into a community and have an experience that this was not actually stolen by the government, right? So these are the types of technologies that can make other things happen. You will not have a business unless you have a, a functioning social system, institutions that back this, and these need investment, they need maintenance, and we can literally use technology uh, like Explora to leverage this type of social capital investment, not just in people, but in relationships, in expectations, because in the end, this is what creates markets, right? If you don't have these types of exchanges, this level of trust, nothing will flow, right? Everything stops. And if everything stops, nothing to collect, nothing is produced, no re value is exchanged. So it's literally making sure that when we go swimming, there's some water there to swim in, right? That's why sustainable development makes all the business sense in the world. And that, that is one of the things that were quite uh, disturbing, to be honest, when I started to study and follow you guys and study what happens in, in Lebanon as, as, a, as a concrete example. We are so used to, in our part of the world, Northern Europe, Western Europe, we're just used to have all these systems in place and it's working. And we have the trust in place. We trust the financial sector. We trust the, 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 the public leaders. 
when you have both the lack of energy and the economic collapse and no trust in you know the leaders of the society and it's a lot of also uh, corruption going on we need a, a framework a structure if you're going to make those changes that we're talking about here so could you say something about what requirements uh, United cities are putting into place for the people mm. you know on site to avoid that this is just like a big black hole mm. where where the funds or the uh, the, the money goes into mm. so, so we basically have a little pipeline and let, let's call it a pipeline because it's a series of steps to make a local community investment ready like and by investment ready I mean literally eligible to receive support to set up and again, again, I'm not talking about donations or, or grants. I'm literally talking about support to get the wheels moving. Actually building. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those requirements are very kind of technical. But increasingly, a big part of what we're requiring is, is what I was just saying, investments in social capital, in institutions, in gut governance, in an evidence-based approach to the management of resources and opportunities on the ground. So for, like, to be very, very concrete, on the one side, of course, you need, if you want to deploy a solar panel, you need, need some land. And that land needs to be relatively stable. So you have all these technical requirements that need to be there. Otherwise, nowhere to put the solar panel. Because it needs to be all of, those, all of that things I, think, things I think people understand. On the other side, we know from a financial or a risk perspective, that unless you get the support and the understanding and basically the backing of local community, it doesn't have to be financial. You will literally install a solar panel one day, go home, and someone will steal a solar panel and send it, sell it down the road, right? And th this is, it's again, very, very practical. And I'm not calling people thieves. I mean, this is out of necessity. If you do not see the, the larger importance and relevance and opportunity that this creates, you're basically undermining the whole model. So, so what, what you're saying is educating the people involved uh, or locally, um, it's, it's working like a glue to, to prevent um, Destruction of what the yeah, what you yeah. I mean you have this old saying, right? You can give a man a fish or you can teach him to, to, to fish for mm. himself or herself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that I mean with with the support that we're getting for Collectia now, that's literally what we're doing. So instead of you selling your cow, you're kind of you, you produce milk. Instead of <laughs> instead of selling your solar panel, mm. you're generating surplus energy that can power the next level of enterprise, right? So once they not they go net zero. Right? Once you produce more energy than you consume in a day, you can start doing stuff with the electricity. You can mm. connect this electricity to a, to a water pump. Mm. Then you can get water up the hill to your farm. Mm. And I can tell you, these guys have some of the best wines in the world. I mean, mm. There are many reasons why you can be suspicious about things going on, but we haven't really talked about all the upsides here. Mm. Some of the nicest climate in the world, some of the nicest landscapes, some of the best food in the world, some of the highest educated people in the world, some of the most in the educated, uh, high, highest rating educational institutions in the world. Like there are so many resources here. And it's making sure that everyone can see the next level of, of opportunity. And for me, this is a question of education. But we cannot start talking to people who are literally starving about philosophy. 
without getting some fundamentals right first. So it's really this balance about being very practical, but all the, way mit all the while mitigating the risks, including the social and institutional risks of sustaining this as a business model, as a technology, but also as a community effort across time. Uh, and that's why it's so critical now that we not just buy solar panels or fund a piece of land, but we invest in people that see these opportunities and can fend for themselves. And that's where we were so, I have to say, happy and, and uh, inspired by, by being invited into the program as well, because that is what we are about for children, right? We want to teach children the value of physical activity. But now we have learned that our platform can be used for more things, right? It can be, it can be, it can, we can not only move from only focusing on the children, but we can also involve, you know, the, the people that are making decisions today, and that's the adults. So if we can create this activity where steps is turned into funds, but along that way, we also put in educational content. So they can understand why this is happening. They can have an ownership and a proudness of the end result. And that's why what you're saying, right? That we are the, the system and, and the gamification of the process and the learning process, the unified learning process from people basically all over the world, not only people at site, right? In, in Lebanon, but everyone that we can engage in this system, they will learn about sustainability and why we're doing this. So when the solar panel farm actually is is, is produced and built and on-site working, the people have a sense of ownership to it mm -hmm. instead of yeah. thinking it like it's someone else's and I can rip them off to make my short profit. They, they feel a community ownership of, this, of the solution. It's, and that, it's, par it's empowerment in a double sense, right? Exactly. It's literally producing power to run things, mm. but it's also empowering people. Mm. Uh, and that's where the knowledge part, that's where the social capital part comes in. And these two are mutually constitutive. Mm. You cannot have one without the other. Uh, or without one, you are undermining the other, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. So it's investments in technology, it's investment in people, but it's ultimately the coming together. And beyond trust, it's really about empowerment. If we went in today, and we could easily do this, right? Because we're not talking about huge amounts of money to make these energy systems viable, mm. uh, we would literally be feeding into a cycle of dependency. So what, what often happens in, in these types of settings is you go in and solve a technical problem, uh, but without kind of the knowledge and, and the, the foresight on the ground, like investments in people, you end up funding something that's very short term. And I do not want to be part of a, an approach where people have to come back begging in five years, but that's kind or of ten years. That's kind of the core in the yeah. a sustainable mindset, right? It's not about solving our short term. It's about putting systems into place that can be sustainable. That's in the word sustainable. That's that's the whole idea. That's the core of everything. So that's that's, and that's uh, kind of what I heard you say at the beginning of this conversation as well. I mean, it's about in the short term solving kind of a technical problem. But you, you also want to break this, these types of cycles of dependency and, and kind of bring people's dignity and, and, and ability to fend for themselves back to, to everyday life. And fundamentally, it's kind of the same type of mechanism, but at the community level, right? Uh, it, might, it might sound kind of uh, smart to, to make people dependent. I think ultimately, it undermines everything. 
Mm. Uh, so I think the most future-oriented companies are the ones that understand that this type of environment is actually good for business mm. because it's much more long-term. Uh, that's where you can make things actually grow, right? Um, Fantastic. Uh, to, to sum things up, we have two things. First of all, we have, we have understood that we are on a journey. We're just getting started, but it's definitely going to grow, right? We go, we're going to make an effort to bring in more partners so we can join forces and we can make an even bigger impact. Just like an example, we're not aiming for two small um, uh, municipalities in, in Lebanon for the next step, right? We're aiming for the next hundred now. And of course, we need more resources. We need more power. We need more people that are getting engaged, companies that want to make a difference. So I'd like to say that, that of course, somewhere around this, this, um, this video, podcast, people will find a link to be able to connect with us so they can get more information and see if they want to get involved. So first of all, we, of course, want everyone to, that are interested, make contact so we can, we can talk and we can see what we can do together. Uh, the other thing is important for people caring about this issue to share this message, right? So everyone that's listening in should share, right? Uh, so that's our, I guess, the other, the other short, you know, in to do. Mm. Call to action right now, share this message to any, mm. anyone they know, right? If, mm. if they care about this, what we are doing. Mm. So, but in terms of scaling, what is the, what is the plans of how can we, or how will our work be in the next step? So again, for me, this needs to be practical, right? So on the one side, uh, it's about solving a technical solution. It's a demonstrating that your approach is sound. That's literally what we're doing right now mm. at the local level and without getting too big or too complicated. Mm. But at the same time, and this is already happening, working with the UN and other partners, we've looked at if we take this model that mm. we're now piloting mm. and bring it up to a scale of 100 municipalities. Mm. Again, in the case of Lebanon, that would represent about 10% of the country, about 1 million people, like literally bringing light back in the lives of 1 million people. Mm. Uh, this tells you something about how you can begin to replicate mm. these types of models. And of course, right now we're talking about one country, a few cities and, and municipalities, Generally, if we kind of detach this from a specific technology, say solar, we are working in 100 dimensions with the UN. So we're across these hundreds of cities that we're working on, we're not just looking at energy systems. We're looking at water, we're looking at transportation, we're looking at construction, waste management, and everything else that makes that we kind of take for granted here, right? I mean, we don't really think about what happens to our bottles when we put them in the trash or mm. like it's kind of taken care of. It doesn't happen on its own, no? Uh, so these types of models are important in this concrete context for energy systems. Mm. But as a model, like a holistic approach, it has potential far beyond, far beyond Lebanon and far beyond energy. And I think that's an important message to take away. So if you're listening to this, don't only think about this in terms of solar panels. Mm. It's much, much bigger. Mm. And I gave some numbers at the beginning. We know the UN has identified 10,000 cities globally. So even from a market lens, it's huge. Mm. We know the Norwegian government's own numbers on this is that the annual finance gap 
which says something about the market opportunities, about $3 trillion a year in this last decade election. So on the one side, we have a certain number of cities. We have 100 dimensions we're working on. We know something about the investment needs. It conservatively estimated that this will give a return, and this is conservatively, of about 10x, right? So investing these $3 trillion a year, which is fairly cheap in the, like, the big scheme of things, will probably bring back $30 trillion or more, right? So it's also hyper-interesting in terms of creating business opportunities. Mm. So in, the, so in the long run, we're not only thinking that we should join forces in terms of money, but also in terms of skill sets, and we can we can we can take all these all these different resources and put yeah. them together in 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 in, in many yeah. areas of of, of yeah. our and, life. And again, I think we've been talking about global goals, countries on the other side of the Mediterranean, down in the south. You know, it's easy to kind of deflect, and I think it's important also to remind everyone that each of each one of us as individuals and organizations can go home and be very practical. Mm. So at the same time as we do this kind of very kind of systematic and large-scale things, uh, it's inspiring for people listening to hear more about what about everyday life, right? Mm. What are uh, what are Collectia doing? Like literally now, it doesn't have to revolutionize everything, like but these small things, concretely on energy, exactly. on public health. So, what are are you engaging other projects as well as as our partnership? Um, yeah, we're doing several things, and I think that you start locally with your business. Starting small is always the it's the easiest way to get going with the the green you know journey of the company. And we started the uh, our project a greener collection four years ago, where we started uh, implementing uh, solar panels on the roof of collection of the building, trying to have some of the power being green. Then we went into trying to reduce the, the amount of paper that we use in the production of, our, of the company and also on-site, you know, doing everything digi uh, more digital instead. And then, well, then we're also trying to um, educate the people of using electrical transport to, to, to the work. So we are, we are installing electrical uh, power outlets for electrical vehicles, trying to educate the people that it, it makes sense. And we see that more and more choose the electrical way of going to work. And uh, so how has that been received by the company? How, how, how? That's been received very good. And our CEO, Christian Lacour, he's trying, driving an electric car himself and is trying to get the message abroad to the, to the rest of the company. But one thing is just trying to, to to talk about the 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 goals of the company and the greener collection. But we're actually also trying to make a strategic plan for being greener. Mm. And not, right now we are working with a company called Complete Seven, trying to uh, communicate the 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 world's goal uh, of clean energy. Mm. And they are trying to they are setting up specific goals for us to complete in in the future. So we have something to work work towards hmm. fantastic and <clears throat> i think that is important that like like you were mentioning every one of us should see what what can we do at home because that's that's low-hanging fruits in a way hmm. we, we can make a we can make a difference of course by by looking inside our own company what can we do um but i have i i, I do have a um, 
I do have a, uh, I don't know the word for it, but I, I re I'm really fascinated by thinking if we're going to make this huge difference. Of course, if, if everyone does a little bit at home, we will have a, a difference from it. But if we are also thinking that we can involve customers, mm -hmm. partners, and also inspire them to, you know, be more, more physical or more, more active in what they're doing in, in, in their home, of course, it will be a, a massive difference. But, but it can, I mean, it can be super small things, and it's just some of the, those things, right? We were mm -hmm. talking about skiing yesterday, and I think I asked you the question, do you buy your skis? No, he said, when I go skiing, I rent skis. For me, there's a language for this. It's called circular economy, right? For me, Collectia could easily be a sharing community. Just like, take something stupid. I don't know if it makes sense for you to do this, but I'm sure you have a lot of employees that buy stuff. But they probably have kids, right? It could be sports equipment. It could be clothes. Like, why not get together like every six months? Bring the stuff that your kids have grown out of, put it on a table and say, can this serve the needs of one of my colleagues? You're doing something nice for the planet. You're saving your own money and you're creating something nice in terms of an investment in a social community. That's a triple bottom line already. It doesn't take a lot of resource. And every company could do this, and it makes all the sense in the world, right? Completely agree. It's the small things we're also working on. We have a small fleet of cars that uh, our employees use to go on to business meetings. And of course, they are right now they are using the conventional uh, combustion engine, but uh, in the future, of course, it should be electrical. Mm. Because in the end, you don't need to own those skis if you go skiing every two months, right? Mm. Yeah, of course. Again, I'm not yeah. saying anything about the skiing <laughs> conditions in Denmark. I know they're amazing. Uh, <laughs> having said that, there are some very interesting yeah. opportunities. But and they're it's quite practical. small things. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's true. And from 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 um, um, back 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 to your your uh, your field of of technology and, and data. H how is data collection? How is data handling important in terms of? Yeah, both getting involved, but also in terms of sustainability. How, how, how are you working with the data? I think that for us, one of the, the key uh, things uh, about uh, the whole project in, in Lebanon is the way that you can use data to, to project outcomes and to a pretty high uh, degree of certainties by what I've been told and the information that, that we have, uh, that you can kind of simulate. If we do this, can have this impact by doing this you can have this impact mm. and back to the way that that we in collectia use data uh, we use data through uh, i guess the the last 10 years of doing business we have acquired knowledge through the data on basically how to help people get out of debt the easiest way mm. because we know that for example uh, to get in touch with this and this uh, customer um, by using data points and, and another uh, experience, we know how to connect with them. This is kind of kind of similar, but but also not. But it's using data and using it to predict, using it to a, a pretty good uh, degree of certainty, and, um, and and that's that's obviously a, a great validation of a project like this to to have this kind of data. I want to add to your point, we're using the, the data to construct dynamic workflows. So let's uh, 
let's imagine that a person owes us money or our creditor money. Mm. And then we will try to get in touch with, with that person. And you can do that in many different ways. There's a lot of different communication channels. Mm. One of them being letters, and that is like that is paper that coming from trees, of course. Mm. Then we have uh, SMSs, telephone calls, and mm. online uh, you know, um, platforms and stuff like that. And we see that challenging the, the, the tra traditional way of getting in touch with the, with, the, with the data, we can optimize the flow, do it more digital, more digital, and by that reducing the CO2 levels without compromising the effectiveness of our collection flows. Mm -hmm. So instead of sending out the letter first, we will start with the SMSs and calls and the online platforms. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, when I'm listening to these kinds of, of examples, like you, you have lots of small examples, like solar on the roof, people going electric, encouraging people to walk, encouraging, encouraging people to share, uh, reducing waste through digital means. I think a lot of the companies that we work with, they, they, I mean, before they can run, they, can, they need to start walking, you know? Yeah, exactly. And the first type of exercise would be, Acknowledge what's already happening, and that's great. Whether it's SDG 7, whether it's SDG 13 on climate change, whether it's con conducive to business, SDG 8, which is even a goal in itself. And I think that conversation within the framework of a business uh, setting is really important as a trigger, because that's when you can begin to amplify and connect things. Uh, no company is completely perfect. You cannot be alive without also being part of the problem. But let's start talking more about what we can amplify and how we can connect those types of initiatives that you're already doing every day. Because that's where you can build something interesting. Because the alternative is what we spend too much time on today. It's basically shaming uh, and making people afraid of having an open discussion about what, what are the practical implications of sustainable development. There is no company alive that is completely perfect, you know. Um, and we see when we talk to many of these business leaders that they're kind of afraid even to talk about sustainable development because they're so worried that if they front this as, a, as an opportunity or, or as, a, as a goal, they are going to be challenged on something they did. Like imagine if you've been around for decades, right? Of course you did something stupid in the 70s. Like try selling furniture. We have some very big partners that work in the retail business. Some of them are globally energy positive. They do not want to voice this because they sell things that people put in the trash, you know? And this is super dangerous because it kind of stops the bigger conversation and the sharing of knowledge. So it's really important that you take these examples and start educating people. And a good place to start is basically, like, buy, we just bought a set of these boxes. And, and try to kind of begin to embed this language in everyday life. Mm. And from there, you can become more sophisticated. It kind of happens on its own. Mm. Fantastic. So, I think that basically sums things up. We are uh, on a mission. We're just getting started. We're and it's make fun. It, it's fantastic. It's so inspiring. And the more energy uh, in terms of people, resources, leadership we can put in place, the, better in, uh, the, the larger or, or bigger impact we can do. Um, it's about 
starting small if you haven't started, like you said, uh, start what, whatever you can do at home. <clears throat> if you want to be a part of, of a bigger picture, reach out to be a part of this movement. Our goal is to make a brand so everyone that has a net zero uh, interest or engagement or, or, or want to be a part of, of, of a net zero movement, they can. Um, and we are going to do both the actual changes in the different you know, chosen um, areas, where we, if it's waste management or if it's clean water or if it's energy, um, transportation, but we're also going to educate, involve people across the globe. And the more people we can engage, the more people we can educate, the better there is. We, we will make a huge difference. And I'm, I cannot wait for, for the rest because this, this movement has just begun. And I just have to say thank you for being part of this, uh, this broadcast. This, um, this is what we're doing. Um, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, to be a part of this with you and uh, yeah. yeah let's go out there and, and change the world thank you alexander thank yeah, you Explorer. Well. Yeah. thanks to collectia for being part of the net zero prosperity solution mm. and we because look forward to the future when we're going to sit here again and talk about all the the effects that this project has you know have come to exactly because we, we look forward to to to, to share that with the world as well yeah. and because that will be also like a, a proof of of proof, proof in the pudding, right? Or yeah, whatever exactly. you're, you're, you're going to put it, you're going to yeah, name it, I guess. Mm. But this, uh, this is an exciting time and we are going not only make a difference, but we're going to make an important difference. And it's not about can, but it's basically a, a, an issue of must. So let's go. <laughs>